Welcome back to another episode of the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey in the title whatsoever. This is Jake, your host, coming live from my living room. And yes, Remy the dog is with me. She is now laying down. The barking has ceased and the conversation will begin. Uh, Wilson Torres, who's usually my co-host with me, is uh, self-quarantined himself in these days, it looks like. So he is not here with me in my living room, but I do have two lovely gentlemen to my left and straight forward with me to have a conversation about, well, everything that's happening in our society currently. To my left is Callum O'Donnell. You might know him from a little place called Abelard Distillery. Yeah, he's real happy right now. And also Ian Hosack from Uncle Nearest, who has appeared on the podcast now for a third time. Is it only my third time? Fourth? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I guess if you, if you, can, if you consider the anniversary podcast two episodes, since we split it up into two podcasts, at, will, at least four times. I will consider it four solid times. Uh, yep. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Matt Brown. So let's just uh, go with that. Um, just get it, get it out of the way right now. If it's your first time listening to the Key in the Lake podcast, we are a whiskey podcast, mostly focusing on everything in the industry and how it affects uh, our lives. And we have a lot to talk about, how the effect of our lives is upon us. Usually we talk more about cheer and about the stories behind the bottle and about the great things that this industry presents. But today is a bit of a gloom day. We are recording um, live on March 16th around uh, 5 p.m. here in Chicago. And uh, in about five, six hours from now, all the bars and restaurants in Illinois, um, more specifically, uh, Chicago will be closed for at least two weeks. Yeah, and all, all the all, a lot of the spots in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Absolutely, I yeah. Mean, um, yeah. What did we say? All the shutdowns are L.A., New York. Uh, yeah, I can say for certain that I know of New York, L.A. I would imagine. I would imagine San Francisco yeah. is is on that list. I would imagine major cities in Texas, um, South Florida should be shut down. Um, just because there's a, a high population of elderly yeah. and those who are immunocompromised. And right. Yeah, so um, as everybody knows, we're dealing with um, the coronavirus epidemic right now, or pandemic right now, and we didn't see it completely take over our industry until about two or three days ago when we started shutting down national events, international events, uh both uh, Callum and I work for international distilleries where uh, our international travel was ceased. Um, I believe both of you guys' national travel has ceased your company. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm quarantined. Yeah. We're officially, yeah. We're officially being told to just look after ourselves. I'm sure everybody back home mm-hmm. kind of feels... Uh, mm-hmm. I hesitate feels. to say what we're doing as a company. I know that, I know that travel has ceased, had, had ceased for our, yeah. for our VPs. A little while back, um, a little, a, a very, very little while back, and we're actually going to be jumping on a company-wide call t- uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm getting updates right now on my phone from my company about more things. I'm just going to turn that off for yeah. the time being. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting last. I would say last Thursday, it kind of <laughs> seemed like it was becoming more of a real thing. Um, not to take it lightly at all, but we just didn't see the direct impact as uh, the whiskey industry, the spirits industry, yeah. until events started being canceled. Um, even small events at bars that I was supposed to do, that you know, might not be more than 50 people at them, uh, were getting canceled as of this weekend. Um, and then all the travel bans pretty much were taking place internationally um, from the U.S. Uh, then also with the bans on uh, the public events taking place of more than 250 people, 500 people in certain areas. 
uh, loss of you know it depended effect effect it depended on the effect that the that current country or a state was having those current cities were having, um, and then by uh, Sunday March fifteenth uh, Chicago had decided to close all bars and restaurants um, as of tonight on March sixteenth at the end of day of those operations a lot of the bars in Chicago are deciding to close around nine p.m. this evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just fine. Um, and then they'll go on a two-week hiatus where we'll see how things are and, I guess, take a, take an approach from there. We don't really know. Um, yeah, some curious comments on here. Yeah. Um, Callum is live on his Instagram. Apparently, so. a good friend of mine, Poche, is telling, him, telling us that he's disinfecting himself from the inside with Aberlour. Oh, I love that. Love to hear that. If you go to King of Cups, you'll be disinfected by um, some vodka at 120 proof. <laughs> right. Yeah, just just so everybody knows, it has to be 120 proof. Yeah, okay? right. It's got to be 120 proof CDC recommended, but we don't recommend doing that. Don't waste whiskey. We, yeah, waste we, vodka. Yeah, just uh, yeah. Get your Everclear. Just get your or just get your normal hand sanitizer. Uh, if you can, you got access. Yeah, just no, get that's kind of what I wanted to um, begin with. and soap will be fine. Yeah, when um, when we decided when the um, governor Pritzker decided, which I I do understand, I completely understand why they're doing this. Uh, we are all going through this pandemic um, all together. Uh, no one knows exactly how to deal with this because the last time this ever existed in the United States was over a hundred years ago. And the widespread panic that people are having um, because of the effects of what's happened in Italy and in China and various other countries across the across the world, we have decided to uh, you know take matters into our own hands and now quarantine ourselves essentially. And self distancing is the right word of words we're using for that as well um, to make sure that we're all safe and hopefully sound. I don't know if it's going to be actually be a two week span. Uh, I've talked to friends where they're talking about their offices being closed for six to eight weeks as of starting today on Monday, March 16th, which is quite insane. I know our company at Star Ward, we are starting with a two week process. Um, it's kind of like the city of Chicago is doing. Um, it sounds like New York's kind of going the same route as well um, to see if we will all be in a safer place by then. Uh, but no one knows. I don't think our goal isn't here to, on this podcast isn't to point any fingers at any government representatives or anybody placing blame on anybody in particularly. It's all about, hey, this is a national widespread tear that is unprecedented and we're trying to all figure it out together and it's about looking after yourself at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know because if you if you look if you're looking after yourself then everyone around you will 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 benefit from it you know i saw a good clip the other day that was an epidemiologist talking about this this pandemic if you like that keep that's the word that keeps getting bandied around um but we were talking just before we came on la- uh, before we came on the podcast here just about how this is a totally unprecedented situation. Mm-hmm. And everything that I've seen has been men and women talking about how don't think about how you can avoid getting it, mm. but instead think about how can you avoid giving it to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So act as if you do have it already. Wash your hands all the time. You know, stay inside. You don't, don't, go, don't go any social gatherings of, you know, 10 people <laughs> or even, even eight, nine people, you know. Um, Ian and I just, are guilty of that. <laughs> look at you, look after yourselves look after yeah. yourselves it's well, super important it's, it, it, yes everything you just said uh, we should all be incredibly careful yeah um, but at a certain point too uh, this has this has had a huge impact on culture mm-hmm. you know I, uh, Callum you were saying earlier that the Dow has dropped what three thousand points? Yeah, today. Today, that's that's massive. But um, you know, I my my side hustle in this world is singing at a church. 
I we have. I'm not particularly religious. I don't go it's to church. It's your gift from God. <laughs> I don't go to church for a religious purpose, but I do go because it's my job. Um, they have stopped having services at this church, which is an element of culture. We're not going to the bars anymore, which is an element of of dining and culture. Yep. Events have have ceased. Major concerts are are not happening. That this is this has directly affected our culture, and I think that it's it's going to be a really interesting turn around after that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, I think we're a country that feels like we're invincible to the rest of the world oh, where yeah. we wait to the last possible minute where, and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to turn this into a political podcast at all because I, I, our current president seemed like that was kind of the approach that we, our government had toward it at the beginning. Yeah. And I didn't vote for that president, but that was kind of the approach I had towards this beginning as well. I mean, I was, I, I do want to talk about this. I'm going to be very frank and honest about it. I have been traveling a hell of a lot over the last two weeks, and I'm not nervous for myself to get sick or die. I'm nervous about what I could have done, possibly. Mm-hmm. So starting two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, I was in, I flew to California, to L.A. I was in L.A. for two days, and then I took a train down to San Diego, then I took a train back up to Long Beach. Then I took a flight to San Francisco. And then I drove down to Big Sur and spent the night in San Francisco. And then I came back home and spent four day, five days in the Caribbean. And then I came back. And last weekend, I was in Denver. So uh, I, 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 was, I think I'm fortunate enough to get back into the country when it comes to customs not really taking a lot of questions or asking where you've been or taking a lot of your time, just kind of getting you back into the country, um, which I don't blame them. We don't, uh, there, I don't, there wasn't any cases currently in the Caribbean, especially where I was uh, about that. And uh, when I was in Denver, I flew in last Thursday um, evening. Then I was there all day Friday. I actually still was in an event that was a whiskey event that took place with about 200 to 250 people. I was pretty shocked that the event was continuing, to be in all honesty. I was glad it happened. When I first landed, I was like, hey, you know what? I was checking into the hotel, and I was talking to the guy who was checking me in. And he was saying, you know, well, at least they aren't stopping their normal lives. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I, I think we're going on with our lives as normal. Because at that point, I would, reading, I would read an article saying, stay inside. And I was like, I read another article saying, don't cancel schools. Don't, um, stop, don't stop living your normal life. And well, the UK, the, UK experts. the UK still hasn't canceled school. I, I don't, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, the thing about school is that, A, it's, other than France, it looks like that's pretty positive that kids aren't being affected by this, like in, um, um, yeah. in, in a deathly in, in, way. In any, um, yeah. Substantial way, exactly. They're not. But, they're yeah. the yeah. ones dying. But the from thing it. is, the thing is, if you see, you know, if 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 one kid goes to school and gives it to five other kids, mm-hmm. then those five other kids will then give it to so well, it's, on. So it's their forth, parents you know? you're looking after, but then the the, the effects of the parents go, come parents down the way. Well. Yeah. Really the effects. Because, come, I mean, when did they ban? Did they when did they close schools here? Um, was it Friday? Recently, yeah. Friday. There was other schools across the country that were already closing. Uh, the effect is that parents, though, the consequence of it is that parents. That might be single parents, parents that don't have the opportunity to take time off for the, to watch their kids. The question is, what do you do with their kids and all the all you that? You know, it will never. Sorry to interrupt this, no. but it will never cease to amaze uh, the maturity of my friends. You know, hey, we need a, um, we need a levity in this time. <laughs> this is the second time I've tried to do this live video here. No, we're doing a lot. Um, the first time was a total disaster. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but thankfully, thankfully, it's a bit better this time. But the first time, you don't, you guys don't even want to know. Mm. You don't know what was being what was being put on that. But um, the naughties, the naughties, yeah. I think one of the biggest things now, kind of going forward, and for everybody, is you know, even in 
even outside of Chicago, obviously we I've not been out of Chicago since this whole thing kind of hit. Mm. You know, um, I was in uh, I was in the Dominican in February, like in the middle of February. I went for Valentine's Day because I'm so romantic. You but, are. Um, since then, you know, I've been in Chicago and watching as like watching as it's just gone from, you know, up 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 until a week ago, people were living life totally like totally as, as, as normal. As if nothing yes. was happening. As yeah. if as if as, as if, if the rest of the world right. wasn't of, struggling with. As this. of last Wednesday, I would say people were cautious, but no, nothing too crazy. Yeah, there was there was definitely a ramp up. Like we were, it, it was it was still within days of it. You know, on Thursday. Of uh, last week, I did an event for the Make a Wish Foundation. Mm. I was telling you this last night, I think, and they they didn't raise nearly as much money as they had. Three hundred presale tickets, and only about one hundred and twenty, one hundred and fifty showed up, and it was very sad. And then this is the night that we got word that Whiskey Fest was canceled, and this uh. is so. It's, I think you know we it, it didn't just happen overnight, but mm-hmm. it, it sure does feel like it, and it was a very fast moving sweep yeah. of, of response. Yeah, I think um, that a lot of the effect had to come to when we saw... It, we were having a conversation, Ian and I, last night, too, with a few other people, um, the effect that sports has on this country, uh, financially and also socially as well. And when the NCAA tournament was canceled, yes. NBA games, um, the season was postponed, uh, all of college spring sports were canceled, so kids lost their entire senior um, seasons um, and a whole season for anybody who's involved with that. It started to feel a lot more real to me. So I was watching the NBA. Was that Tuesday night they started canceling everything or Wednesday night? I, I, whatever night it was. But it was this week. Well, yeah. it, was when, it was when... I think it was Wednesday night. Wednesday because, obviously, Rudy Gobert yeah. had contracted and it. I and was, then there was the whole drama afterwards yeah. with that of him... Did you see that? I'm touching yeah. the microphones, and then turns out that Donovan Mitchell, his teammate, had got it. Mm. And you know, I, I think like because I, like neither of us or none of us are are um, are doctors. You know, that's why we've got uh, your. So mom, a doctor coming on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So doctors coming on tomorrow to talk a little bit more about it. Um, and I suppose from from that point of view, for me, like it's just going to be about. What do I do mm. now? Well, and that's the one thing I'm I'm I feel like we're lacking from. Our, from the CDC, from yeah. our government officials, from our local governments, from our state governments. I feel like there has been a lot of talk about what not to do to contract. I feel like there is a lot of talk yeah. about um, uh, about avoiding this issue for yourself so that you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. You know, be, uh, not being too close to people, washing your hands, hand sanitizer. I haven't seen a lot of information about where to go to get tested. I have not seen. A lot I don't know of where. I have no idea. You know, I have no and, idea. And and I, and, I, and I know where to go if I if I absolutely had to go because I, right. I I looked it up for myself. Um, where is that? There's a hospital down the street from my yeah. house. All right, okay. So you can go. You can just go to the normal hospital then. You can go to the ER. And there's you, an ER near. Uh, there's an there's an ER near me and and you. Yeah. We live close by. But uh, for a while, the CDC wasn't wasn't making a comment on whether or not testing would be paid for. Right. And at that point, if you if you did the math on the testing, it was about fifteen, eleven hundred, fifteen hundred dollars just to walk into the ER to get tested for the coronavirus. Mm. They have since now right. made that available to people. But did any of you know that? Did any you know we're not we're not getting that information? I think that's a big misstep. And as we're voting right now too, <laughs> and, and as we're voting, and that's. That's significant. Did everyone get their uh, absentee ballot right. in the mail? Right. I didn't yet. I, you know, well, I, I saw. When, when when was that supposed to be? Was it tomorrow? This week. You, could, was, start, you yeah. could start. You could do it right now if you wanted to. Yeah, because um, I, I did see that that people were talking about how um, 
you know, that, that they needed to get the absentee val- yeah. like ballot uh, vote. And it's like, well, if you haven't got it now, you know, it's probably well, going to be a rush to get yeah, it. Yeah, I saw political pundits saying, like, these, uh, these elections shouldn't be called fair and equal elections because if you're interested to leave your house... How can you do that? How can people that are sixty-five years or older, or, or like I've, there's a chance. I, I, you know, if there, there is a chance that they're going to find a means push it back. There, there's something that I think might mm. happen. postponement. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely something that I think will happen. I don't know what will happen. Yeah, and like those are the effects that we're seeing in society. Like not even focusing down to an acute view on our industry, which is spirits, and selling all of that. So um, to roll it back again to Sunday night, March 15th, um, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Governor Pritzker announced that he was going to place a ban, uh, cl- closing on all restaurants for two weeks and bars as well um, in the state of Illinois, which... Uh, but they're still, they're still open for takeout. Still open for takeout. Yeah, apparently. Still delivery. Um, so for the restaurants, thankfully, they hopefully can survive on that. But what is lost is those individuals that don't have health care, the individuals yeah, yeah. that aren't a salary-paid employee, mm-hmm. um, that are going to have to go on unemployment. I was at an account earlier this afternoon, and a chef, a, b- a buyer, and a bartender, two of our bartenders, were all sitting at the bar applying for... Um, uh, a uh, chef, a buyer, and a bartender <laughs> yeah. walk into a bar. Yeah, they're all sitting there. So, <laughs> and then so, they have to leave. So and then they, they all have to leave because it's bar's shut. Like, there yeah, is no more bar. So they had to, they're all filing for unemployment um, oh, as, a, as I was sitting there, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, and then the bartender's making jokes like, "Oh, I got two weeks to just go sit in my couch and do nothing." But in real reality, it's like I'm not gonna make any money for two weeks too. And you know, there's some hopefully there's some accounts that are be able to take care of their employees for a little yeah. bit. And, but they're also people don't realize that restaurants and bars that look like they are you know just raking in the money they're week to week. You know, if you have a bad week, it can affect you. If you have a bad month, it can really affect you. If you have yeah. a bad if you have a bad quarter, you might close. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I was having this, this discussion on Friday and it got pretty heated eventually because there were people, obviously, who I'd done a taste in and we were talking about how, you know, it's independent, small-owned bars are really, really going to struggle. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that you forget very quickly, right, is that a lot of these bartenders don't have... Yep. Savings, you know, there was a thing came out last week. Forty percent of the American, forty percent of the American people wouldn't be able to afford a one-time four hundred dollar bill. Yep, yeah, it's been out for a while, yeah, which is insane. So, yeah. you know, I think from our from our point of view, like as brand ambassadors, it's going to be super, super important for us to to try our best to look after these guys. You yeah. know, any opportunity that we do get to to support them, you know, I know for a fact I'm going to be. I'm going to be going to my favorite restaurants online and, and ordering takeout right. from them, you Absolutely. know, just because anything that we yeah. can give to them is, yeah. is going to be key. Um, and, you know, the amount of layoffs and things like that that we're going to see is, is scary. I know that Virgin Atlantic, the airline, just told, I think it was 8,500 employees to take eight weeks of unpaid leave. Jeez. That's insane. Which is madness. Right. It's absolute madness. Um, and in, in, in for perspective all for a virus that for a normal healthy person gives them cold like symptoms mm-hmm. you know and that's not to i'm not trying to diminish yeah i'm not trying at all to diminish the experience of the people who have been diagnosed with the coronavirus i'm not trying to diminish the severity of this pandemic mm-hmm. however something this this insignificant you know in terms of like the experience of it has caused widespread panic widespread issues yeah there will be 
bars, restaurants, and other small businesses that will go out of business because 100%. of these two weeks or eight weeks, whatever it is. There absolutely will be. And if those people are reacting to a greater problem, a financial problem, or overreacting to a financial problem, we can't say. But businesses will go out of business. People will lose their jobs. People will not get paid for eight Do weeks. You, uh, so I, you know, I've been seeing... Obviously, it's been seeing a lot of this too, and there's been a lot of posts locally, um, kind of spreading around. Same posts about the Bartenders Guild and mm-hmm. um, helping people out, and how Governor Pritzker should do all take all these measures. You can't just drastically do this without taking you know drastic measures into effect by, you know, uh, um, providing insurance for people, providing impo- um, a payment, taking away fines you might have for penalties um, for unemployment as well. But is there solutions that would have been better off? Should we have left these places open? I don't think any of us at this table could give a a, 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 a yeah. good answer to that. The the only thing that scares me is that what happened on uh, on St. Patrick's Day. So St. Patrick's Day, if you're if you're not listening, if you're not listening from Chicago and listening to this, uh, it's a super huge day for us. What the Saturday before St. Patrick's, or if it falls on a Saturday, it may be. Uh, it's one of the biggest uh, days in the city for people who die the river river green. Um, every bar has big parties. You know, trolleys and buses are booked a year in advance. Um, bars will rely on it. So uh, we decided to cancel all the festivities, and bars were asked to keep to less than 250, I believe, people. I think, I think they just, or I'd heard, I don't know if it oh, was the half same. capacity. Yeah, half, half capacity. capacity. So 50% of, capacity yeah. across all restaurants and bars. As and of then, Saturday. And yeah. then, well, so most of the things <clears> were canceled, but in one spot of town, Wrigleyville, which is a huge party town, the bars didn't adhere to it. It was absolute may- mayhem. I drove yeah. by it. There was people up and down the streets, you know, thousands of people in small areas. Now, was it one party? No, but there's bars that can hold a capacity of multiple hundred people there. And I would guess I wasn't didn't go into any of the bars because, you know, I'm not 24 and stupid, uh, <laughs> that yeah. uh, they were doing that. And then it kind of came out the next day that, like, all the all, all of a sudden the next morning, all these bars and restaurants, restaurants were posting, like, hey, we're adhering to this half-capacity rule. Yeah. And I'm walking by the restaurants in our na- my neighborhood. They were all full, and yeah. these are the ones posting about it. Then two hours later, saying that we're going to do it. So something happened in that time frame where they were warned, or it was becoming more of a real situation to them that hey, you could possibly be closing down. And then about a few hours later, at four o'clock around in the afternoon, the announcement was made that the all bars and restaurants would be closing for two weeks. And I, w- I just wonder if part of that was uh, if the catalyst for it was because the result of what happened on St. Patrick's Day. It was pretty quiet overall for the most part in the city. We we have we do have a question from yeah, the floor. Let's do it. Um from a girl I used to go to school with. Oh, um she's so hot right now. She's so hot right now. Um she's asking what we think of uh what we think you know Louis Vuitton and um are doing these uh they're making hand sanitizers. You no, hear this? I didn't know that Moet Hennessy and all this are doing oh, making so all the global marketing it's taking Profit from this? <laughs> well, she asked, "What what new make do you think will go in their hand sanitizer?" <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Absolutely, who knows? Yeah, um, Aperol. I presume something with a high uh, <laughs> something with a high alcohol content, Tyler. It's got to be it's got to be one hundred and twenty proof, so sixty percent minimum. It's, it's, um, a, it's a mix of Everclear and Aperol. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hope so. Um, no, I, just, I am pretty sickened though too. It feels like all the self-aggrandizing and marketing that people are trying to do off of this, yeah. even like local places. You know, I'm just kind of sickened by it all. You know, it's insane. Um, I was thinking about this. When when we when we first started hearing about all of this, it must have been about a month and a half ago, or like a little bit, little bit yeah, less. Yeah, mid to late January. Yeah, mm-hmm. or two months ago almost. Yeah. Um, 
in 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 your wildest dreams, what do you think would have been the odds on it getting to where it is now? Honestly, pretty high. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, there were things that had been happening prior to, um, prior to us hearing about the coronavirus happen in in Wuhan, China. Um, what do you want me to do? Tip the mic up there. Yeah. Oh, tip tip it up. There. Ah, oh, there we go. Um, but there there have been there have been pretty severe cuts to uh, the CDC that w- w- drastically affected their efficacy as an as an organization. Hmm. There has been issues in urban urgent care centers and ur- urban ERs where they don't have full and proper staffing, especially in some of the lower income areas of the city. Yeah, I actually think that this is not totally without... There, there, there was a warning yeah. of some sort. Again, not to not to really blame... No, I, but like we were talking earlier too, but like Ebola only really never made it to the U.S. I felt a couple of nurses had it because they were actually, they were actually oh, affected by or yeah, like in direct contact. To exactly, it. and it kind of came over here, but we never really like I told you how I was traveling to Europe and that all happened in that week, and I never felt scared. Right, and initially, so initially when you're like, oh, it's in China, like it's gonna be contained in China, and then I started reading an article about how there was this. Uh, um, conference in Singapore, and somebody from China was there. Then all these business people from across the world were there, and they just and not all of them went directly home from Singapore. So they went to other countries on vacation, yeah. and it just affected it trickled down one by one. And I had a conversation with my parents there just now. My mum's been in the health industry; she's been in the National Health Service in Scotland for years, you know, mm-hmm. um, thirty years almost or longer. Um, shout out to Michael Donnell. Shout out, shout out to Michael Donnell, my dad. He's not. Um, He's not. Uh, he's not joined our live yet. I was kind of hoping that he would come on because he loves, he loves a bit of the key in the lake. Ooh. Um, but one thing as well, the world is so small now. Right. Like compared yeah. to even even twenty five thirty years ago. Right. Even think 10 how many. Years ago. Think how many people get on a flight, uh, once or twice a year, even right. right. Compared yeah. to. 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And then this idiot or even traveling all around. Right. Or even or even 12 years ago, 2008, we had the swine flu epidem- epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people like now, you know, you were saying like you were just in Long Beach and then San Diego and then St. Lucia and Chicago. And it's like, think how many people you come across in those moments. Right. right. You know, think how many, think how many handrails you touch, all this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's how many park benches I just licked. Well, there, you know, we, we don't recommend that. No, we Anyone listening, we do not recommend yeah. that. Don't, don't do it. Don't lick things. Uh, don't put things in your mouth. Um, I, 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 when, when the announcement was made yesterday about the bars and restaurants closing mm-hmm. uh, for two weeks, th- there was a, a, a small text exchange between the team here in Chicago for Uncle Nearest, and, and a comment was made, so focus on off-premise for, this, for the next two <laughs> weeks. And, and the, the, the conversation was kind of flippant. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's what we're going to do now. And then... It's the obvious answer, but... It's, I guess it's the obvious answer. But then this morning talking to my boss, Chuck, who, who I, I really admire. He's, he's actually a really forward-thinking guy when it comes to these kinds of issues. He's like, so you go to Warehouse Liquors and you talk to Gene and you're around his staff and maybe some customers and then you go to Binnie's and you talk to that manager and those people. I think you're just taking it people. from one place yeah. to the next. You, yeah, you could effectively, by proxy, have been in contact with over 50 people in right. an hour's time just by virtue of talking to three or four people, especially at like the Marcy Street Binnie's where there is, it's just so huge. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure it's pretty empty right now. 
Um, um, I mean, I, some accounts were saying they had their best weekends of the year. <laughs> so crazy. But but you know, it, 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 it's to the point that how 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 do you be responsible in right. this? Can you can you keep going, or what's the best move? What That's if, the thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the yeah. secret is to is. I mean, it's too. I think if the the problem is is if we keep going, right? The problem is just this problem's only going to exacerbate itself, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, right, let's take a couple of weeks, uh, you know, and then reevaluate when we get to the end of two weeks. Because mm-hmm. for us, right, for us, and and I'm sure anybody listening will totally agree with us. Um, shout! Who does the guy in the red flannel shirt work for? In fact, yeah, why don't you interest, introduce I, yourself? I was introduced. I work for I work for Uncle Nearest Tennessee Whiskey, and my name's Ian. To whomever that is, and this is this is uh, this is our good man, host and producer, an angel apparently, an angel. Yeah, you've got angel. that little that little halo. Yeah, it does Aww. in the words angel. of Beyonce. Uh, um, so yeah, I think it's definitely something that can exacerbate itself. And like I was going to say, at the end of the day, we sell booze. Yeah, right. No, like, not, not saving lives. Like this is the thing: we sell booze. So if like someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, like you should have been working during that two weeks," I'm going to be like, "Well." Not really, because nothing that I do is needed, really. Yeah, nothing that we, nothing that the three of us are going to do in this city are going to is is going to better this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than, other than making active efforts not to spread it. And potentially, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. With um, the potentially more spreading more germs. There, there have been a lot of new announcements. I think right before we started, or or not too long ago, before we started talking, the CDC had announced that they recommend uh, an eight week. Period of time in which uh, no more no no large events with uh, crowds more than fifty should meet. Um, wow! But let's uh, not not to say that I'm predicting the future, but we have no idea. Is it going to be is it going to be eight weeks or do they mean four months? Is it going to be these two weeks and everything's fine and we're going to go back to normal? Who knows? But things can change on a dime. Yeah. And we, as we sit here now, we're at the we're at the beginning of it. We have no we have no idea where the fuck this is going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really scared in a way. Talk to my best friend tomorrow, who's the doctor. We're talking. He's gonna blow well, your mind. Well, so he texted me today. It was his birthday a few days ago, and I texted him happy birthday and you know all that. I, I, this is the first I've heard from him in three days. So oh, sure. I think he's been working for three straight days. Oh wow, yeah. And it was just I'm like, you okay? He asked me, are you okay? Because that's the way he is, I will. you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. What's his, what's his title? Yeah, what's his, uh, what's his, like, what kind he's, of a, he's a general surgeon. Um, okay. but I don't think, but I think they're just pulling in everybody. Exactly. From everywhere, yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's finishing up his seven year residency, um, this July and he's moving to Chicago to work at the great Northwestern hospital downtown. Mm-hmm. So I'll be spending a lot of time at Woodwind in the summer. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I could just tell through text cause I've known him since I was 12 years old that, He's wiped and yeah, isn't very positive about what's going to take place in the near yeah. future, and it, it, it's scary. But it's also the reality of what's happening. I I honestly, as a lot of Americans, ignorant Americans, didn't think, oh, like this could affect you, and it still physically might not affect me. But the repercussions of this. Uh, virus being in our country and spreading globally as fast as it is because we are also interconnected, as you explained, really hit me this morning while I was grocery shopping at 7.30 in the morning on a Monday morning and the grocery store is packed and there's, (laughs) there's no, 
There's no toilet paper. There's no tissues. There's no. What can we talk about the toilet paper thing? I, one we'll second. get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know why, but there's no. There's no hand sanitizer. There's no soap. There's no bleach. There's no nothing. <laughs> and you're like, this is a grocery store that, basically, for the last two and a half years, has procured anything that anybody's neighborhood needs. So yeah. obviously people are over purchasing and over buying yeah. and um, hoarding these products, which I don't understand why. The, like, to- also, the toilet roll thing is amazing. I also wonder, you know, we're, we are over, we are over consuming on these goods like right. and cleaning and right. supplies and toilet paper. But I also wonder how has this affected our supply chain? Mm. Uh, our, our, our logistics companies yeah. uh, right. setting up fewer fleets. Like, what wh- what else is happening behind that that we're not necessarily even seeing? So not only is Ian and Jake in Lakeview uh, we're over, neighbors over yeah uh, over purchasing on bounty quicker picker uppers. So bounty here's 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 the question, right? Yeah. Of all of the things when you go into the when you go into the store, right? Of all of the things that I would think that you wouldn't really like, I mean, I know toilet paper is is isn't it's not at the bottom of the list, but like you know, you go the pictures that I've seen, the vitamins aisle, for example, yeah. vitamins like people have people haven't been stocking up on the vitamins because the vitamins are all still there, like trying to keep the like loads of vitamin C and trying to keep your immune system there, but there's something with the toilet roll. Like everybody needs toilet roll. As, as, so, I, so I grew up in Florida. Yeah. I grew up with hurricanes. We we would have to stock up for hurricane season, and just have certain things available just in case. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be at that place where you need it. Yeah. Right. You know, I was there was a time when I was leaving Florida. I was uh, it was th- that that hurricane season. Four hurricanes came through that my hometown in a row. Yeah, yeah. Was that 2016? No, that was like 2014. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. Right. Okay, so. Um, not and not Maria and all that. that we just had. They, they, they were they were significant. I mean, they they were not. They didn't wreak havoc, but they do. You know, a hurricane will um, effectively uh, make all the water uh, undrinkable yeah. for a short time. You know, like it, it just for did, um, because of the pollution and yeah, all that. Just, I, it just I, did some things. So having having been in a situation where Jesus Christ, all we wanted was toilet paper. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be without it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you saw uh, if you saw Venice. Did you see the pictures of Venice? No. You see the water in Venice. I so can't. the water in Venice is no. totally clear. It's the first time it's ever been that clear in, in hundreds, like hundreds wow. of years, because everyone's inside. no one's no one's no one's on the water. Huh. And um, who knows? Maybe this was Mother Nature's way of being like, get all the humans inside. For Actually, you know, what? that's not unrealistic <laughs> to stay. And, 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 and I mean, Venice has been. Underwater for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Man, it's been, really, been there for a while. Though. It's been there for a while, but also they've been they've been struggling for a while too with uh, clean water, with some of the ecological issues that they're having. So this is probably not the worst thing in the world for them. Yeah, and um, I guess the kind of thing I want to talk to you guys about. From I'm gonna have conversations with speak with people from all sorts of the industry, and obviously in the medical industry too. Now, as we've been hinting towards. Um, is that how do you think it's going to affect our lives just uh, impactfully within the industry now, people being closed for two weeks? Um, our, uh, I guess, you know, right away we responded with saying, hey, let's go to the bars last night. Ian and I were texting back and forth, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Delilah's. I'm like, oh, I was heading there in 20 minutes. And so we went to Delilah's, had a couple of drinks. It was a lot of reps in there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of reps. Um, Some regulars as well. And But the whole atmosphere is about this is our last drink 
you know, what are we going to do in two weeks? So it's like you you go spend the money that you're coming. I was supposed to do an event there on Friday of this week. So I was like, well, let's make up for it by, you know, buying a round of drinks for the bar. And there's what, maybe 15, 20 people in there at that point. So nothing too crazy. And it wasn't about like, hey, like drink Star Wars, drink Uncle Nearest. It was like, hey, let's make money for the bartenders right here so we can tip them pretty well at the end yeah. of the night so they have let's something to take home. We can. Yeah, it wasn't oh. about promoting. I, I, was, I was posting like, I talked about how much I hated the marketing. It's based off of this. And last night I was posting level bars we were at drinking. I'm like, come have a drink of Star Wars with me. I wasn't trying to promote that. I was saying like, hey, I will buy you a drink so I can tip the bartender more. So because when he leaves for work tomorrow morning or tonight, whenever his last day is either either Sunday night or Monday night, they have a little more money in their pocket yeah. to take home with them. I think I coded all of my receipts from last night, solidarity drinks. I like that. You know? But yeah, I, that's that was my mentality. I was actually, before the news broke, I was going to an account of mine anyways. Yeah. Um, and, then, then I, and then it happened, and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to go and touch the people that have, as best I could, I, I just could not get to everyone right. who's been supportive of me and Uncle Nearest, but I wanted to try. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wanted to try while I could. Which we will tonight probably as well after this podcast and go yeah. see a few more accounts and just say, I'm, I'm hey, be, my, be good. I'm going to get my, my boyfriend from the airport. Yeah, that's lock a, him up. it's another interesting kind of angle we have. I mean, we can talk about more about um, our jobs or our buddies that are in the industry on the opposite side of the bar, how they'll be affected from this all and not having a job. Um, but also it's a unique perspective because your boyfriend is in Mexico right now. He's in Mexico, and he's a performing artist for Lyric Opera of Chicago. Who, um, uh, so we don't know. He he had to uh, file for unemployment, and mm. currently the Lyric Opera offices are closed until April twelfth. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, so the Solid administrative month. office is closed. I'm it's not like sure if they're going days, furlough. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if if they're going furlough, um, but. For him, you know, he's lucky. He's lucky that he's a full-time employee in the chorus. He can go on. Mm. He can go on, on um, unemployment. But the Lyric Opera Chicago just canceled their ring cycle, which was a huge, massive event that they were hosting. They had hired. What's the ring cycle? Sorry? The ring cycle is five. I believe five operas written by Wagner, um, and uh, he wrote it as one complete story. Oh, nice. Mm. So yeah. they were performing, and they had been. They've been performing each. So the- they perform them in tandem then. So that Essentially, you get the yeah, whole so, story. So you can see the whole story. And they've been releasing one production a year. And the productions have been amazing. It was a really exciting thing. But all of those all of those principal artists are now without jobs and without money. All of uh, all of the chorus members that were supplementary are now without jobs. I mean, I was talking to a friend of, of, of his and of, of ours. Um, Closer to you. Uh, and he was so excited to be working with the Lyric Opera for the first time. Right. You know, and just... Losing those opportunities, and then all of those people who work tech, you know, it, it, it's it's huge, mm-hmm. it's massive. Yeah, the repercussions of it all. It's yeah. not just you know people right you see it in the front, so many people in the background too. I know you know like from our jobs where we work for a distillery, I would say most people are on salary. Um, a lot of people have health care. Not all do. Um, I worked for distilleries where we didn't provide health care uh, in the past, but like for my current distillery, we are only having our production company, production team in uh, in our company uh, actually working, mostly because we're going through a renovation phase right now and also trying to keep up production at the same time for as an international brand that's growing, um, where our office is slowing down, um, taking some time off, and then my myself and my three other U.S. employees 
we've been basically told that we should probably take it easy and not visit accounts for the next couple of weeks and see what the outcome is after that. Now, I don't think anybody's going to be losing accounts because, um, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat here together. But it'll be interesting to see, I think, after two weeks. Let's say the bars do open up. And let's play a little game here. Theoretically, the bars open up, the restaurants open back up. Do you think there'll be like more of a like a unity inside the industry? Inside the industry, definitely. Because it's going to happen when sports come back. Everyone's going to be like, oh, fucking sports are back. I got to go and see the NBA. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. I don't like, our troubles are behind us. You know, it'll be like such an excitement to see. I think, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing that could happen, like the biggest breakthrough that could possibly happen is that someone finds a vaccine that's readily available and it's quick to, quick to serve. Well, I don't think it's going to happen for about a year. Yeah. Yeah, It's not going to happen for a little while. So. On the good side. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a doctor um, can answer that question tomorrow. Uh, well, I mean, the other thing as well is they have to test vaccines and they have to do trials and all this kind of thing. So, right. you know, I mean, you're, you're looking at at least a year, I presume. I mean, I don't know. Doctor can answer that tomorrow. What's the doctor's name? Justin. Dr. Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what Brittany calls him. Dr. Justin, <laughs> yeah. I have two good friends named Justin. One's a photographer. One, one's a doctor. One's a doctor. Doctor. So you got photographer Justin and, 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 uh, and Dr. Justin. But, yeah, I think... Looking forward for me, I think I don't think we're going to see much movement on the bar scene for. I think we're probably looking at May, honestly. Right. Like I think you, the last the last thing that someone wants to be is the bar that opened up after two weeks when the government says that you can open, and four people went to your bar and got coronavirus. You know, mm-hmm. that's a really good point. Yeah, you never know. You don't want to. So that that I think I think the biggest thing that we're talking about here really because I don't even know how many deaths there are. Um, I, like I don't know. Really like most... forty three hundred worldwide. Right. So we're talking about forty three hundred deaths worldwide, right? So in the grand scheme of things, that isn't a lot. But obviously, the the rate of the rate of contage, like the rate that people are picking this thing up, is terrifying. Right. Um, it's actually pretty small. It's actually a, a pretty difficult virus to pass. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it actually has a pretty low contagion rate. The issue is that we don't have control over it. Right? Yeah. That's it's, what they think that. Possibly from um, us ourselves separating ourselves in society, that it might it, 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 break it, it down. This is this is as much Prevent. as I hate to admit it because I've been very angry about this shutdown for the people that I love who are working in this. What are we calling again? What? What are we calling that again? When yeah. you're separate, what? Oh, I don't remember. I don't care. Liquid solidarity, social like, distancing, social social distancing. Social distancing. Um, it, it it could prove to be effective. Yeah, you know, and that and that could be very positive. I was reading an article today in the Wash, I think Washington Post, that was talking about it and running these tests that were like, like theoretical tests, and I was got more confused by reading it. it couldn't really understand if they're saying like, is it actually worth it being quarantined? It's like they weren't saying being quarantined, but social distancing was good. So I'm not sure exactly what the opposite, what the two differing things are, but yeah, well, I mean, one is certainly more severe than the other. I guess, but but make, taking extra steps could prove to be very beneficial to how this virus spread because while it is, it's, um, as know, Brittany sneaks yeah, by us, <laughs> that's the worst part about it. My wife and I have to work together. They're, you know, in the same, same house now for the next two weeks. So, Oh my God. You guys are get so close. Brittany's going to be so sick of you. One person's walking out alive. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Probably I Remy. Don't, I don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, the, and the answer the, is uh, Remy. The, uh, the odds are not on me. Remy the dog walks out alive. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm trying to take a nap guys. Um, you know, like um, uh, another, there, there have been a number of diseases that that have been a concern for for spread and pandemic throughout the years. And actually, there's been 
a, a, a major disease every election year. Not because I, for any other reason. This, they, they're more common, I think, than we than we are than we remember. Yeah, because there was Ebola, and then there was Zika, and then H1, H1, yeah, yeah. swine flu, yeah, yeah. SARS. There, there have been tons of, of AIDS in the eighties. And then actually, I was going to say like AIDS in the eighties, like that spread fast. And actually, we, we can look at at, at HIV. And kind of uh, draw a lot of parallels. You know, with H1N1, it was through travel. Mm. Uh, the AIDS, HIV, probably spread because they're of, of people who worked in the airline industry who were traveling back and forth on international flights. Um, the, uh, so there's there's parallels there. But HIV is is very bad at being a virus. So mm. it's a very serious virus that mutates very rapidly. If you do, you know, I'm not saying it's not serious, but it doesn't, it's, it's actually, it, it doesn't survive on surfaces very well. Yeah. Whereas the more blood transmitted disease. Yeah, exactly. Corona is a, um, it's pretty good at being a virus. Airborne toxin event. Yeah. But it's not very good at ultimately in, infecting like it, that. That's kind of where it, 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 it's, it struggles. So I think everyone could do themselves a favor in these two weeks that we have off and read up on the, yeah, because uh, you know, I've, a lot of the people that you know, a lot of the people that you've seen online, um, for example, I've saw uh, today. Idris Elba said that he tested positive for it. Oh, really? Yeah, Tom Hanks obviously did. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and all these guys. Um, obviously, not in that. Not Tom Hanks is getting there, but still not really in that kind of danger age range. Yeah. And all of them have said that despite testing positive for it, they are all totally fine. You know, they're just staying at home. They're drinking lots of fluids. They've quarantined themselves, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, God. What are we gonna do? What's gonna happen? It's a very good question that none of us really can answer. At the moment. It's a great question that no one can answer, but that but is yeah, kind of the question I, on everyone's mind. I guess from the people I've talked to that we consider, I, I trust their judgment because they've gone to school for medical stuff and scientific research is that the best thing to do is probably to stay inside. And I wasn't, I'm not going to tonight. <laughs> I didn't last night. I haven't for the last couple of weeks. And I didn't even realize that this whole social distancing thing was a real thing until probably yesterday morning when I was reading more about it at like 5 o'clock in the morning on my phone for an hour. <laughs> like I probably read more articles, news articles this last week than I have the entire year combined just because... I read different things, but um, the Atlantic actually has yeah, been doing yeah, a really great say, job of, yeah. of not only reporting on the coronavirus, but they're also collecting Data. The information yeah. so that you can very easily go back and see how they have been reporting on it. Yeah. You can watch how you can watch how their reportings have changed. Um, so that's a that's a place I would recommend if you want to know great. more about what's happening. I think the biggest thing that we can do, like we can't talk medically and from an expert point of view about what this is going to do as a disease the best thing that we can do is tell you listeners because you're probably spirit drinkers whiskey drinkers or enthusiasts of people who like to go to bars and have a good time is that watch out for charity events will be popping up um, to support local bartenders and other um, establishments that will be affected by the closing of your businesses and your keep local areas take out. keep getting takeout keep getting as take well out. Um, a lot of bars are there is supposedly a loophole of lunch opening in Chicago restaurants. <laughs> don't I, I, I don't don't count on that, uh, but um Let's uh, all go to RL. Yeah, I I I don't know. I'm always RL. kind of afraid of big companies, but Uber is doing a um, waiving delivery fees for certain things as well. Grubhub is also yeah um, uh, making it better for their yeah. Their and I saw partners. that DoorDash you can do um 
you can do a no contact drop off. Yep. Yeah. So Same they can just they just kind of get out of their car, so they leave it somewhere for you, you know, which is good, you know. So th- I mean, people are kind of making their way around it, right? Which right. is key. In um, the lake. I think as well, the key in the lake, um, whiskey in the lake. Anyway, I think one of the biggest things as well is that people are going to be like, me- I think mental health wise, like people really need support over the right. next couple of weeks because like for someone like me, I'm a real social butterfly. I like hanging out. I like going to these bars. I like going to these events. Like this is the lifeblood for me. You can come um, work with Brittany and me. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to. Mm. I think I would annoy <laughs> you guys a lot quicker than you think. Um, but also, Brittany's in the back there thinking, please don't say that to anyone else, Jake. Please don't say that. I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. Hey, you won't come on the podcast. Get out of here. I've invited um, you on a 19 times. So basically, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people that get like cabin fever, you know, yeah. and, and they'll really struggle. So keep checking in with everybody, you right. know, um, you know, put the unity back in community and all that kind of thing. Ooh, like um, yeah, go for a walk. And you can, it doesn't stop you from going for a walk. Getting a little fresh air because I'm I'm, gonna get so fit. Like I'm just gonna spend my days running and doing burpees. No, I mean like honestly, back in shape. (laughs) Exercise. You in your living room doing burpees. Exercise to build your immunity. That's one of the best things you can do for yourself in this disease. uh, From what I've listened to. Um, So if you are a person that works out three days a week. Try to go to four days a week. I mean, mm. you have a lot of free. You're gonna have a lot of free time. I don't. Yep. I don't care if you're working from home. I've. Let's all do the 100 push-ups a day challenge. Ooh, I like that. Weeks. Hey, you know what? We will. Let's go get a new Key in the Lake every day Instagram video. It doesn't have to be 100 all up front. You just have to. You just have to get to 100 a day. Yeah. You in? God. Yeah, I'm in. All right. Might Wilson. as well. well. I just I just bought milk and some I'm, protein uh, powder today. I'm speaking, so. I'm speaking for Wilson. He's on. <laughs> with his <laughs> bad <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> I was going to say, Wilson's, Wilson's got bad history with these shoulders. But, um, um, oh. Man. No, yeah. I think the biggest thing to do is just keep an eye out for each other. That's um, it, man. Check, That's the most check, important thing. Check in with each other. Make sure everyone's okay. Um, as soon as these bars open up and restaurants open up, I, I, I they'll be very clean. I'll put it that way because they're doing every bartender I've talked to, manager I've talked to, is that they're basically doing deep cleans for two days and then they're not really sure what to do themselves. Fortunately, some of the, most yeah. of those people have salary jobs, so they're not... Oh, yeah, that's Remy. She's made her appearance. <laughs> the only downfall of recording in my living room. The best part. She's so pretty. Yeah, she's a something. What's wrong with you, dog? She has allergies. She's very sweet. She's all right. Um, yeah, and uh, another thing, too, is that we wanted to say thank you to our um, beloved friends at Beguile. We initially were going to try to record the other day, and then we didn't want to step on their feet about everything kind of going on, um, the potential for you know having too many people in their bar over capacity as they're at half capacity um, tonight and uh, closing tonight at 9 p.m. Um, I'm going to post this podcast as soon as we get off. If you're listening to it and you're in Chicago, go to Beguile and have a beer and Nice, leave a nice tip in the jar as well for them. Um, they're hardworking people, like get everybody else out. in the street. Yeah, get take out. take out. Talk to your friends. Yeah. yeah. Talk to your friends. Talk, Talk to, to your, your friends. Family. Hopefully tomorrow. Um, this is a kind of our perspective from the industry. I'm going to be talking to uh, some bartenders this week, hopefully some bar managers. I'm actually talking to a photographer as well who's a freelancer who's lost all of his work over yeah, these last two weeks. Damn, yeah. And any, ga- any job yeah. in the gig economy. Yeah. Well, the gig economy is big. I mean, I think this is, uh, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations socially, politically, whatever they may be about, about people our age in America mm. with their student loan debt, the gig economy, right. 
not being able to find work out of college. Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 can the you imagine? Can you imagine if this was your last year of university now, right. and this happened? Like my my little yeah. sister. This that is, happened for me when I was in 2009 when I graduated with the economy collapsing in 2008. This so yeah. for Neve, my little sister Neve, she is doing um, international relations in Glasgow, and she's just not like, anymore. Well, she just done her. She just finished her dissertation, and all of our classes have moved to online and stuff, but mm. they're basically saying like, right, you, we won't have any more contact time with you. Right. Like, that's it. It's done. Wow. That's like, crazy. That's insane, man. Well, we were talking about, we were talking about athletics and professional sports, but a lot of those college uh, athletes who are essentially losing a season have been invited back, but that is a huge financial drain on yeah. the university. Uh, yeah. How is that going to affect well, enrollment? Also, How is that going to affect tuition not, dollars? It hasn't been a total re, like, uh, thought conversation because it might be they have to pay for their own way if they want to come back not on scholarship. And then like I was listening to uh, a talk show. And I, I The guy didn't say what college he was from. He says he's a D1 runner in Illinois. I, it sounded like before he was talking, he was at Illinois. It doesn't really matter. And he lost his whole last uh, track year. But he's like, and so they asked him, like, would you come back if you had the opportunity to pay for it yourself? He's like, no, I'm going to med school next year. But, you know, but he's like, but a lot of my buddies, they're going to the business world after this, but they don't have jobs lined up. They don't know what they're going to do yet, but they were really relying on this one last track season, you know, as some closure to their, to their life and to four years at university and also for all, all the hard work they put in in the winter and the spring and the years prior in high school and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And now that's completely lost. Yeah, it's, it's destabilized. Yeah. And if a lot of those athletes do come back and if they do fight for their scholarship, well, that scholarship has to get paid for. And right. How is the university going to pay for that? And what does that do to... It's just, there's just a lot of questions and not a lot of, not a lot of answers around it. Mm-hmm. Which is what I yesterday when I heard the news about the bars and restaurants closing, I got so mad because I felt like it was a decision made without any kind of plan right. or, or, or net to kind of pick up the, the things that fell. Um, but that's happening everywhere, mm-hmm. and it just goes to show you that we, as a people in America, were not prepared for something like this. No one is in the world. Yeah, we were not. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, we were not ready for it. Yeah, the, the, and also the big thing to take away is that. Pointing fingers doesn't resolve anything. Nope. Um, if you're angry at your local politicians, speak with your votes. Um, speak with uh, your words as well, as in writing your local congressman and you know people just here in your neighborhoods. That we uh, should be. We should actually be calling and writing our our our, polit- our our those who represent us in the government to ask for extensions on these elections. Mm-hmm. Go yell at. Uh, yeah. Kind of anybody you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> that has a voice to speak for you. Yeah. Um, because, but don't yell. I mean, just talk to them. Because um, <laughs> we don't know. No one, no one, no one knows how to handle a situ- situation like this. It's almost like deciding into going to go to like a world war. Like, do we, do we enter or are we not? This is a force enter into our lives that will uh, be played out um, as the days go on. Um, to our brothers and sisters that are in the alcohol industry, because we are a part of, um, we're here to support you. Any charity functions that you have, please reach out to us at Keen Lake and then to Ian and to Wilson and also to Callum, because we would be uh, more than glad to spread the good word about that, to try to get some money into your pockets as you have some um, uh, undecided relief time for yourself uh, over here for the next two weeks and possibly even more time. Um, tomorrow, we're going to have... Uh, Dr. Justin Segerda, MD. Doctor. <laughs> it's the doctor. Um, is he calling in or is he here? 
Uh, he's going to Skype in, so okay. he's not here. It'll be the first Skype in. Uh, are you coming for that? Yeah, I'm, I might pop in, okay. yeah. Um, Wilson will also be there for that. So we're going to just kind of have a live conversation. We haven't decided what time it's going to be yet, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Um, we'll post that as soon as we possibly can. Talk about uh, not necessarily – we're not going to probably get any answers because he's just one doctor, but he can also tell you about you know more of a healthy life you can possibly live, um, the effects of how much this might go on, and uh, all of his – um, expertise rich super um intelligent uh popular clients that he works with in la Is probably not based in la he's at cedar sinai okay yeah the the yeah. hospital to the stars 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 hollywood to me hollywood is just drag queens and sunshine Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, right? Doesn't sound pretty good? I know. I tried to convince the wife to move there. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it? No. I like Chicago. I like Chicago. 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 I like you, too. Um, For, uh, I think we're going to wrap. No one said that since 1997. (laughs) I know. I know. That's why I like saying it. I like saying Chi-Town. Chi-City. Chai. (laughs) Go have have some chai tea in Chicago. Chicago. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Uh, That's a little conversation we wanted to have. uh, Let you know that we're... uh, we're, you're not out there alone. Um, hey, uh, DM us if you have any questions about anything else or if you just, hey, want to have a little simple conversation and need a little perk-me-up in the day because uh, I know we'll all be there um, for the next couple of weeks as we're essentially um, quarantined, for lack of a better term. <laughs> for Ian Hosek, Callum O'Donnell. Thank you. Remy Lou, Remy. Brittany Ainsworth Hookie. The lady and, herself, she and, is, and the and the absent three one two maid. Three one two. This is Jake Hookie. Oh, how lovely you, Delilah. Cheers, guys. Seriously, be safe.